When you have a problem, Fox 12 gets you answers. The violence continues. When crime hits too close to home, we want to make sure your voice is heard. We're listening and ready to confront your problems head on. How can Fox 12 help you? Tell us at kptv.com. Welcome to another partner episode between BRC and Friends and First Presbyterian Church of Palo Alto, where I serve as the pastor. I hope you enjoy the conversation. My name is Bruce Reyes Chow, and this is BRC and Friends. Each episode, I chat with activists, artists, academics, and adventurers to discuss politics, faith, pop culture, technology, and as you will discover, pretty much everything else that pops into our heads. This is basically an excuse for me to hang out with friends and colleagues and riff about things that matter. Welcome to BRC and Friends. Welcome to the First Presbyterian Church of Palo Alto webinars, a place where we engage the hearts and minds of academics, artists, authors, and community leaders. Uh, my name is Bruce Reyes Chow, and I'm the pastor here at First Presbyterian Church. Uh, just so you know, the webinar will be recorded and shared on our church YouTube channel and IGTV, as well as posted as part of my podcast, BRC and Friends. Today, I'm really excited because we welcome the Reverends uh, Shauna Bowman and Aisha Brooks Lytle. Uh, Sean is the pastor of Friendship Presbyterian Church of Chicago, and Aisha is the executive presbyter of Atlanta Presbytery. She has the fancy title. For those of you who are not Presbyterian, that is kind of our adjudicatory that takes over a geographic area of churches, and, and uh, Aisha gets to kind of help to lead those folks. Um, uh, but more importantly, they are both uh, genuinely wonderful human beings, the kind of folks that once we, even if we don't see each other for long periods of time, we just pick up uh, where we left off. I joked with some of folks that um, if you are here, uh, we hope to give you great content, but if not, the three of us are going to have a great time. So uh, that's where we start. And I, um, just so you know, I do have glasses, but um, so that we could have, we could be glasses, triplets, but then I can't actually see my script. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that is, that's what I have. All right, so welcome, uh, you two. And so let's just start off with uh, self-introductions. Uh, tell us what we need to know about you. And I'll ask you, Sean, if you would go first. Who is Shauna Bowman? Uh, sure. Uh, so I am the pastor at Friendship Presbyterian Church. That's my uh, main hustle. Um, and we do a lot of work uh, around affordable housing. And we're currently in the process of collaborating with an affordable housing um, developer to bring affordable housing to the Northwest side where we are in Chicago. Um, I also am co-founder of Creation Lab, which is an art uh, incubator and co-op space uh, here in Chicago um, and kind of active online uh, where we uh, think at the intersection of spirituality, um, art, uh, or creativity and prophetic imagination. Um, we are uh, really interested in what it means to be artists in the work of uh, justice. So what's particular to the role of the artist as we work uh, for uh, justice and equity in our communities. Um, and yeah, that's probably good for me. Awesome, thank you. Uh, and Aisha, who, who are you? What's going on? Tell us about you. Sure. Um, I've been serving as the executive presbyter for the Presbytery of Greater Atlanta since uh, the beginning of 2018. Um, I have I'm originally from Philadelphia and so served churches, um, did a great um, organization um, in Philly called The Commonplace or uh, collaborative ministry, um, reaching out to young people in the community. And so um, just diversity and collaboration. I'm also a trained uh, jazz vocalist. And so do a little singing and songwriting here and there when I can. Um, and so it's just really great to, um, to be in a role that's um, creative, administrative, encouraging, a pastor to the pastors um, in our presbytery. So in this season, I've seen a lot. Um, and oh, so sure. just, it's like the aerial view of church and churches and um, just, you know, collaboration is probably, probably the, the groove I live in. And so just being able to do more of that. That's awesome. Thank you all both. And so as you all, um, I, everybody has creativity. I, so I, it's not self-deprecating, but I do not have the artistic creativity that you all have. And so I, I love watching and seeing what's going on. I've had the privilege of kind of doing co-preaching art stuff with Sean a couple of times. One was this weird happenstance in Mount Pleasant, Iowa, <laughs> which like we ran into each other. It's like, oh, that's your home church. And you happen to be here. And it's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I, I remember I was just sitting with you in a cafe in Atlanta, I think just as you were getting there, I can't remember, but just 
Hey, here we go. Here we go. Uh, and I at that point I didn't know about the jazz uh, uh, vocal thing, and then and then I saw it. I'm like, what? How did I not know about that? So I so anyway, there's enough. I just love bragging on my friends. Um, so, but you both are as as I am. Uh, we've been involved and in encouraging kind of online spaces and digital ministry, and I think fairly adaptive as things happen. And as we know, you know, pandemic is set in. Uh, I think folks have learned how they, how adaptive they are, and maybe how adaptive they are not. Mm. Um, there's a lot of comfort in, for some of this and discomfort with others. But um, as you have been um, seeing things, hearing from people uh, around, especially around digital space, I want to focus on that for most of our time in, in this online space. What, what? do you think we've learned about ourselves as congregations, as people, as pastoral leaders? And I, um, either of you can jump in on that. Just what have, what have we learned about ourselves? Don't be shy, neither of you are. <laughs> I can go, I'll go quickly. Yeah. I think the bird's eye view. <laughs> I think what I learned, I need some wings, right? Yeah. I think, right. I think what, I, what folks have learned is that they could do what they may have been hesitant to do because it wasn't urgent or necessary. Um, I often tell the story um, when we were in, um, we were at the small church conference in um, St. Simon's and I'm watching on a thread of a, a small group of pastors saying, okay, who's closing church? And I was like, what? And so everybody like that weekend of the 15th, you got all of these folks. So I'll get all my staff on the line and we're trying to figure out how do we support as people are closing. And so you watch folk shift and all become like reformed TV evangelists and digital gurus overnight. And so part of it is like, well, why didn't we do some of that before? And what is it about urgency and, and necessity? So I think it's people had to learn the hard way that they were capable of much more adaptability and creativity than they ever had imagined. So it's more like you can yeah. actually do this. Yeah, one of the things I, I've I've been saying to pastors as I meet with groups and things is stop being surprised that you've done so well. I mean, I think there is this <laughs> sense that some folks are like, I, I'm really surprised that we did this. And I, 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 you know, leave room for grace in the movement of the spirit. But at the same time, I'm like, haven't you been preparing yourself and your community to, to adapt to things and now it's happened and they've adapted and yeah, like you've actually done, like, I, I kind of feel like most of us, not necessarily me, kind of err on the side of humility. And, and then sometimes that can be too far. I'm like, just have some confidence in what you did very much mm -hmm. uh, what you're saying. I said, people are always like, I'm, I can't believe that we've made it. I'm like, well, why? What does that say about what you think you can do? Anyway. Uh, so, Sean, what do you think we've learned? What, and as a another local pastor and all that, yeah. as well as somebody who talks with a lot of people, I mean, a couple things that uh, we've learned and that I didn't, I didn't have a sense of before all of this is like the ways that that being digital, like there are all the challenges, and I feel like there are times that we we and we should lament, right? The like the human touch is a real need, right? Like, um, right, and right. one of the things I've heard from so many of my folks who deal with different issues, whether it's um, people with disabilities or folks who are struggling around mental uh, or emotional health right now, and like the level of accessibility that these digital spaces are providing and the kind of like agency that people are having in terms of like, I'm gonna call in and be this anonymous phone number today because that's what I have the capacity for. Or I'm gonna, you know, be on Zoom visually with my community and not have my camera on or turn it off when I'm, you know, distracted or bored. <laughs> like, yeah. And that there's like a level of agency in that um, and accessibility that I, didn't see coming has been one of those like um gifts in the midst of all of the things that i think have have felt more challenging or hard about it yeah i, I mean i think that's similar that when i ask this question to our folks it's like what have we learned and i think it's been we could do this and it actually is meaningful i think it mm -hmm. was it's one thing to be like okay we'll go do zoom because we have to do it while we're not meeting 
And now what we're discovering is when done well, people are like, huh, yes, we miss touch. We miss the singing, but the rest of it actually is pretty good. I mean, we, our congregation just decided that we're not going to um, entertain in-person gatherings until the end of May. So we made that as a, you, an official. You, you got the people shoot, Bruce. People are like, what? Yeah, well, we did it. Yeah. When, when we when we said the end of the year, people were like, what? And I'm like, but come on. If you think yeah. through, that's actually what it's going to be. But you yeah. know what? So we're, I think that well, the, the idea that you can do this, I'll be honest, that was helpful in our in our context to say, you know what? Our offices are going to be closed through the end of the year. And ironically, you were kind of saying what I was thinking. So sometimes mm -hmm. I think like what, just to that agency or how can we be infectious in the, you can do this and you can do it differently and it might be more beneficial. We've gotten so many responses to our virtual presbytery meetings. They are full. People are in the chat. They're like, amen, congratulations. Welcome to the presbytery. Like. <laughs> yeah. You're almost like, oh my gosh, what what are we entering that people really are yeah. seeing some advantages to some of this stuff? Well, and I also think that related to the making some decisions that are a little bit longer term, it doesn't feel like so anxiety producing and we're like, oh, we're going to we're going to expend all of the energy and whatever creative problem solving juices we have doing this every 30 days, every two weeks. And one of the things so we actually shifted ours, uh, what we're how we're describing it is we're not saying we're like, well, clearly this pandemic is not is not um, moving according to time, right? It's not watching the <laughs> clock or the calendar, unfortunately. Exactly. And so Can you be done we actually by Easter? said like, right, right. It doesn't, it's not uh, paying attention to the liturgical calendar or the monthly, whatever our <laughs> calendar is. So right. I, we've been saying when there is a, a, an accessible and safe, treatment and or vaccine is when we will be gathering in large groups again leaving space for one-on-ones or smaller groups if that is makes sense um and understanding that that is likely spring summer right um but instead of keeping trying to like predict the the day and the hour uh, there's something mm. about that, right? You don't that's biblical. Know. That's in the Bible. Oh man, that's, in the, that's, Bible, a, that's in the Bible thing. Look at you. Look at that's you. That's in Bible the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> um, Did you all know you were going to get some Bible up in here on this exactly. particular uh, show? Exactly. As a pastor, you just sneak it in. Exactly. You got to sneak it in with the Presbyterians. <laughs> we can't be blatant about our Bible. <laughs> you can't. You got it. Implicit. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I think oh, you're right. right. I think that's for me. That was exactly why I I pushed for a date before when it was like the end of the year. I'm like, that gives us a long runway. If it's looking like January, and even then, we had thought about actually going into the new year. And we as a body were like, okay, that might be too much for our church. Right. Um, what can but, we handle? Yeah. Our what can, yeah what's the yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And at that point, when we did that, we were one of the early ones first through that end of the year wall. And our, I think our congregation likes to kind of be that. And so this decision, the same way we kind of, I actually pitched Easter and they're like, yeah, that's not going to happen. I was like, fair enough. So we wow. uh, looked at uh, how we went into May at the end yeah. of the end of May. And what our flexibility was, we will explore possibilities for small group or yes. other things, but, yeah. but the full out, blowout gathering we're not just going to even entertain that yeah well and and giving yourself a runway like that allows for the kind of creativity that we that we want if we're right like online space like i was like if we aren't gonna say one way or another i'm not gonna plan some fancy online advent oh, yeah. but mm -hmm. if we're if we're making this decision then we can spend these next few weeks months planning for um, so we're we're not only doing an, an online uh, Advent series, we're doing and we're creating an analog zine uh, made from the people in our community. So everybody's contributing, and then we're going to turn it into a book uh, and put it in the mail for people. So sort of like going old school. Um, yeah. With the with an Advent Marky. Devo. 
so artsy. Yeah, and I, I, I assume anything we share on this, people can liberate away. Um, uh -huh. So uh, just yeah, yeah. Give, and if give you credit possible, but you know. yeah, we we're calling ours um, Advent notes from the waiting room. Uh, and oh I, we have a word list basically that we're working from that we feel like covers the roller coaster of feelings. It's all feeling words from the waiting room, right? Um, and so people are choosing a word and writing on it, and then it's going to be a choose your own adventure. Like the word list will be the table of contents, but you just yeah. go to the word that you resonate with that day. So we're not going to like force people to feel things like love one week and hope the next, but like. <laughs> You get to choose yeah. your feeling word. And Don't if you hope are yet. in hope is next week. <laughs> you can't hope. There's no incarnation. Oh, no, no pink candle. What are you doing lighting the pink candle on the first Sunday? What are you doing? Oh my gosh. Are you um it's crazy. I I'm so I'm ready for the Kindle version of that. Is there gonna be a Kindle? Yeah, we are gonna do <laughs> online. We're gonna I mean, why not? If we All make right. it, we can upload it. So yeah, it's coming to you. People watching this are like, what is happening right now? Uh, yeah, this is like, this is what we're doing. I mean, this is that is an awesome idea. I'm just like, now I've, I've calculated my own bandwidth. I'm like, can I liberate that idea? We'll see if we can figure you it just, out. You but, just send them to the link and you get the PDF from yeah. We're not, we're not. This is the collaboration. You have to teach people in this season to stop reinventing the wheel. It's absolutely not necessary. We, yeah. I would be Shauna's little ministry booklet guy to get me through Advent, and then we're gonna see what other people have. We have to do better with with, uh, with collaboration. Yeah, the digital space, like a, I agree. Where So where are you all seeing that? Like, where are you not reinventing the wheel? And where are you, I'm taking over as host, Bruce, and where but, are you, do you finding would you like that like- controls? <laughs> no. Like there are things though that like local, like I find like, no, I need to do that. Right. Like where we need to do that mm -hmm. together because we have the context or we have a particular like way of doing it. Like, and I, and so I hear my own self saying like, like I haven't taken up the offer of like, you can send your people to the Presbytery worship and not do worship that day like because my people are coming to see each other and to like pray together yeah. they aren't coming for my sermon they're coming for each other oh, and i'm sure so they are i'm not no i, I promise they're not <laughs> somebody don't be humble i've heard you i've heard you preach no but it's you just we're just doing a very yeah, like yeah. collaborative conversational piece right now sure I'll say so. One of the things that we've done is uh, we we are doing a a, a a joint Bible study with three churches, uh, where we wouldn't have been able to do that before. And we have so that we just finished. We're finishing up one this week um, uh, with Ashley Detarbert, who's in New York City, and she's leading a Bible study between First Presbyterian Church of Palo Presbyterian Church of Palo Alto, where I am. Um, a New Bridges Presbyterian Church in Hayward, where my mother is the interim pastor, and that's an African white merged congregation. Yeah. Uh, so mostly Nigerian, Cameroonian, and then an older white congregation. And then my my home church and my mom's home church, Trinity in Stockton, we have people coming from. So we we kind of have these natural relationships, and we're just doing a Bible study together with three different congregations, uh, so that you know they don't have to reinvent doing those kind of things. So that's one of the things that we've done. Um, I will say, and I'll just admit, like I love our online service. And so some of this is ego and control need for me about where I'll send people um, and, and wanting to make sure that they're going to have a meaningful experience. And again, I, I realize that that is totally my own, kind of needs around that, but I, I want folks to, to be able to experience a meaningful worship uh, or a meaningful gathering and not get distracted by all the technology. If if something is not being run at a level that I feel like is, I sound totally like jerk, but I kind of like, I th this meeting is killing me. Why would I send my people here? I mean, I just, I've been at some meetings and I'm like, oh my God, goodness it all the other stuff is distracting away from the content and the meaning when there's so much potential as anyway that's a little random mind I see you were going to jump in sorry I, I wanted you to uh, 
so technically, you know, an EP is like a pastor to the pastors, right? So like, I want you to use different language besides, uh, I take notes on everything, besides yeah, yeah. Um, ego and control. Um, <laughs> no, in other words, like how yeah, yeah. do you, how do you um, what is it? The, the five stages of grief, grief, David Kessler has the sixth stage, which is finding meaning. That's his new, newest mm -hmm. book that's out. And so I think that how do pastors make meaning of trying to connect when they cannot physically be with their people? So is it so much ego yeah. and control as I am really trying to make meaning of this absolutely insane and broken time where the very nature of what it means to be church is to come together. And every week I have to get my mind around the fact that it's through a screen. So why, why would you want to yeah. release that moment? So I don't think it's, e to me, I mean, if, if it's a little ego in control, you know, that's fine. I don't think it's all the <laughs> people. People know me, then it's like, oh yeah, there's a little bit of a that. Bit. <laughs> but, I, but I do think underneath that is our attachment yeah. to our identity for mm -hmm. what it means to be called in clergy. And yeah. how, do we, how do we shepherd? How do we connect? I don't want to release folk. Like we do um, every Wednesday, um, we have a call where we just check in with our pastors. And it's maybe about like 20 something folk. I, I always want to be there for that because it's yeah. like church, right? And so again, mm -hmm. it's not ego control as much as how do we make sense of this? Um, I want to go back to the collaboration piece. I think people will do it if they have been conditioned to do it. I don't think that it's going to spring up just because we're in a pandemic. I think the people that have that mindset and have that openness to it will do it. Um, some of the pastors have, have exchanged or said, hey, can you go preach here at this church? Um, folks on our staff and some of our clergy, we have like about maybe about 10 or 15 sermon like reservoir kind of bank, so to speak, that any of the pastors can pull down and utilize so that they would like take time off. So I think that you have to condition folk to start to, to be in that mindset of here's what collaboration looks like. Um, so yeah, so I think, I don't think it just yeah. spins up because we're in this season, but if you're conditioned to do it, you're gonna go that way, but you gotta see what allows yeah. me as a leader and also the congregation to really be open to that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I, I think it's easier right now, even if you're like leaning towards it, but before it was like, oh, it's so much work to gather and all the logistics. But now it's like, well, here's the link. I'll run point on this part. You run point on this. I, I, could, I mean, there's almost an ease to gathering in on the on a, in a digital space than, than trying to put together a joint worship service where everybody has to leave their, two, two churches have to leave their building and all that. This just makes it a little bit more, we've done some Sunday exchanges, uh, which, has, which has been good as well. Mm -hmm. That's been a, and because you don't have to leave your building, right? You're just tuning into a different service and that kind of thing. Let me ask, I wanna shift a little bit. So let me ask, um, uh, you know, I, I've been talking with a lot of folks um, who are, we're probably not as non-anxious about the online digital space as we might be, right? I think some of the reason our communities probably find more comfort or aren't stressed about it is because we're not stressed about it. Like, so, um, but I know a lot of folks, this has just been like, I'm fed by it. And a lot of people, this is just zapping the life out of them every Sunday to either have to pre-record and produce or running a live meeting or all that is just so much. And so there, I, I feel like there's an inertia towards getting back to what we used to do. So, and, and maybe I should, if you can start with this, what are you telling your folks or guiding your folks around? Like what parts of that do we, I don't know, push back against this kind of draw back to what we used to do yeah. and what parts about it do we kind of, yeah, like, you, you, this is not going to be your world for the rest of you know eternity. So how are you dealing with that as people are feeling drawn back into some, some whatever's normal? I mean, I think, you know, just using the, the term hybrid, like this is, I think our world has become a hybrid world. Before this, we had said, um, I, you know, said to our staff, you know, at some point, you know, we might have to consider streaming part of the Presbytery meeting. Like at some point, like it might, we might need to do something like that. And so now it's okay, when we go back in, people are gonna be accustomed to um, both and. One of the pastors on our, um, our Wednesday call was quoting another colleague of hers, and don't know this person's name, yeah. 
but, um, but said that from now on, I am a two campus church. And this idea that forevermore, the in-person and digital have to be merged together. And, and I think it really, for me, I think it's the future of the church that if I can't be all things to all people, another uh, biblical Corinthians. Two Bible things. Two Bible things, right? My man Paul is like, I'm trying to be all things to all people for the sake of the gospel. It includes being a hybrid leader and being a hybrid congregation. And so that, I mean, for me, that's been some of the stuff that I've preached. I talked about, um, I had to preach for uh, Fifth Avenue. And I said that the love language of the, of the church for, or that, that we need to learn is digital and justice. That like, mm-hmm. what, is the, what is looking at di- being digital as a leader, as a love language for how we proclaim the gospel. And I'm gonna keep saying that until people get tired of it, but I, I don't think we have any choice going forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you, Sean? Are, are you, are, I mean, again, we're, this not, is not anxiety inducing for you and I, I know, and, and many others, but like, how could you see even your community being drawn back into things that maybe aren't as necessary as we used to think they were, you know, how are you going to kind of navigate that space? Yeah. I mean, there's like some things I'm really grateful for. uh, And one of those is that my congregation was worshiping in like a transitory space when this pandemic started. And so the move that like the move of, of worshiping together and doing a lot of our work together online is one of the least, uh, upheaval, stressful things that's happened to us in the last couple of years. And so for, I just, from our particular perspective, and that's not to say that it didn't take work, but it was more of the, like lo- handling the logistics. Like I've sat on porches all over the city, helping people learn zoom, um, with my mask on. With your mask and so like, on. You know, like, t- and because I've been doing for months now, I've been doing outdoor one-on-ones. So that's enabled the, like I've been, so the, we're already hybrid in that way. And I also think that at, at Friendship, we have not, like worship is central to who we are, but we also hold that intention with the other things and ways of being the church. And so I don't, I don't, it, it doesn't feel, it's not the sum total of our identity. And so it, it, I, I think the grief probably that folks had to go through in my church happened a decade ago when they let go of church buildings. And because they've been through that kind of upheaval, and then we were evicted from the space we worship in um, a, a, a couple of years ago, like, and then, so we all went through that together. Like there's this, this <laughs> muscle, right. I'm And so yeah. there are definitely there are definitely things that folks miss about it, but it's not the hardest thing, I think. And just being able to have that in perspective has helped us stay non-anxious about it. And also that folks have been really collaborative around helping each other figure it out. I help support folks like who need tech support, but I'm actually not the most tech knowledgeable in our community. So other people have shared devices and helped set each other up. And so like, I think that that sense of, like what's most important, and I think this is really contextual for each congregation and community, and we have to figure out like what's authentic to us. But for us, hopping on Zoom and live, like collaborating on worship together is the best, the most genuine like representation of, of our lives together in worship. All around the world, poverty is stealing choices from kids. It's time to give those choices back. Introducing Chosen. World Vision's new invitation to sponsorship. For the first time, kids have the power to choose their own sponsors. Now the choice is theirs. The choice to take hold of their future. And even the choice to step into a life-changing relationship with you. Learn more at worldvision.org chosen. When you have a problem, Fox 12 gets you answers. The violence continues. When crime hits too close to home, we want to make sure your voice is heard. We're listening and ready to confront your problems head on. How can Fox 12 help you? Tell us at kptv.com. Um, and so we don't spend, like, I don't do the pre uh production thing and part of that is because my own perfectionism would have me then spending like 60 hours making it perfect i just get online and have to live with whatever happens right um 
yep. because I could. And so I would, I do it. I, and I don't, that's not pastorally where my, my hours should be spent right now yep. I, for my people. Um, and so I think part of it is just like determining like what is the right thing for our people and then really sticking with that. And I do think there's a hybrid element for, for me, but I think what I'm most excited about is really what we've, what we've, how we've come to understand what it means to be the church, not just without a building, because that's been part of our story for a long time, but without any kind of physical place, right? And that we've mm -hmm. stayed connected and what are the ways that we'll do that that and so i think that there's less conversation about returning to normal and definitely more like what will our future look like if and when people gather again we're in the middle of a building project of a physical space our anxiety is all about what wh will people join us in this physical space even in july of 2021 right, right? like you know yeah. what what yeah. what is what a community we're building a community center <laughs> like <Right. laughs> what does that look that? like who's coming who's coming, who's to, coming that? to that and so yeah. Uh, yeah those are like the things that are keeping me up at night um mm. but i think that the hybrid piece uh we also are really fortunate because we can build for it like you know right. how fortunate is right. that we're, we're designing a space right now so we can say mm -hmm. right. i mean like i want to hear how you're going to hybrid your worship space bruce because then right. i'm going to copy you i mean liberate your idea you'll liberate uh yeah i mean i this I, I, so it's interesting i come out of the most probably traditional setting then right as uh, we are gathering a traditional sanctuary though it did have they do have screens and there's some other things uh, but you know i think what what i've tried to do and how i've approached this is get ahead of all of the things that would draw people back into changes that I would hope happen anyway. Mm. Um, and so I love that people from the church are, are watching this because like, Oh, that's what he was doing. Right. So, uh, you know, They're instance, like, uh, seriously, uh, I, uh, like I, I despise, despise might be strong. I do not prefer Sunday meetings. I have always felt like I want you to come to church and know you get to get to then go home and do whatever you're going to do. Just go be, be fed and go. But, you know, so many churches have then four or five meetings afterwards and there's a scheduling and all this kind of thing. And I have been slowly trying to edge people towards like, why don't we try to meet virtually? Why don't we try to meet? Yeah. And now we've moved all of our meetings off of Sundays and folks are probably like, well, why wouldn't we keep meeting virtually because we can. Um, so, I mean, I think that that has been one of those that I think could have been a drawback into um, some space. And that way we can save Sundays. If you need an emergency face-to-face, -face, you know, then we have that space, but we're not trying to fill it up. That's one. The second thing that, that we really wanted to get ahead of was I'm a firm believer in communion every Sunday. And so as soon as we went into online, we started communion every Sunday. Wow. I was and a late adapter. We, was, Soon as they, I know that's that's what I think about you, John. Is always such a late adopter. On that uh, one, I was so I, really, yeah. So I was like, oh, communion every Sunday. Here we go. And I'm sure denominationally, I'm sure people had conversations. In any case, um, I and then uh, we had start we had stopped collecting offering during our Sunday in face to face, and stopped passing the plates because I'm also a big proponent of stop passing the plate. Be more creative about how you do offering. And so now we now we don't have to we we have we bring people in virtually from all over the country to talk about opportunities for giving or mission or whatever. And so getting ahead of some of those drawing back uh, was kind of my my plan and strategy around it was to use this as an opportunity to get ahead of those. I think we're going to get drawn yeah. back into seating and some of those kind of things, but even that I think we, there might be some flexibility. Um, I want to spend. Do I want to go? I should go ahead, and then I want to shift gears. But do you have anything else? Yeah, I, I'm thinking about the the pastoral care side of this. I'm thinking about the grief side mm -hmm. of it. I'm thinking about the hybrid of slowing down. I'm just curious, like when you said no worship service on, I mean, no uh, committee meetings on a Sunday. What would it look like for people to have koinonia time, or like go visit somebody, or? go do back porch because this whole pandemic 
we've been forced to slow down. Like I always say, I've, I've never experienced God in the feminine is so much as now. Like God is this big mother who sits on the back porch, who's sipping sweet tea in the morning and bourbon at night. And you just, you just sit next to mama because it's going to be a while. So I'm really curious about the hybrid of slowing down and reorienting the people of faith back to the home. What ways will you all as local pastors say, you know what, you can either go back to that rat race or you can calm down a little bit and see God in the slowing down. That's the hybrid I'm really, really curious about for myself personally. How will I not go back to the rat race and the and the and the yeah. all or nothing of it just as a as a person of faith? So that that's kind of my taking over hosting question. <laughs> so what's the hybrid going down? I expect nothing different from either of you. Uh, Sean, <laughs> do you want to jump on that? Yeah, I mean, I well, one of the things that I have found um, that it is actually taking a lot to hold is that that some people are having that experience you're describing and some people in my community have never been worked harder than they are right now. Right. Like I have a, I have a lot of um, essential workers, uh, teachers, healthcare workers, not for profit people. Um, And so they're reporting high levels of stress and burnout. They're reporting like lack of like the dissolution of any kind of boundary because they're doing all their work from home and if they have to help their kids do school all day, then they can only do work at night. And then so like that, that this sense of and not everybody. Right. Like because then I also have some folks with enormous amount of unstructured time on their hands that they don't necessarily know what to do with. And and um, and so just trying to hold all of those like we've been, you know, repeating that it, it was it. I can't remember who said it first in the in the world of of the social media, but that we're all in the storm, but we're in some really different <laughs> vessels in the midst yeah. of all of this. Yeah. We're, we're not really in the same boat. Right, right, uh, turns uh, out. Turns out. Uh, some of us are over here uh, drowning. <laughs> so I, yeah. I just to think about like holding that kind of space, I think for folks, mm-hmm. and, and I think where that to me relates to like, what kind of spaces are we creating online and in, and on in person is like, you know, being present and being able to hear what really has been some surprising gifts for some people to come out of this time or some raise the kinds of questions, Aisha, you're raising, and then also create spaces of like to remind people like you're enough and you aren't going to save us from this pandemic and you must rest and, um, and all of those pieces. Yeah. Thank you for saying that about the, about people who are overworking. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, I think that is certainly, um, so our community has a lot of retired people and uh, and then some with young children and then a few in the, in the middle, but we're also in the middle of Silicon Valley where there's a culture of urgency and a culture of accomplishment and all of those things that are just, and I think what we've gone through is this, and I think some pastors too, we've all kind of at the beginning, we just did everything, whether people wanted it or not. And, yep. and I heard early on that people talked about us not being overwhelmed as much as we're getting overextended. And that this mm-hmm. this idea that we were sheltered in place meant that we would have all this free time. We just fill it with other stuff. Like we're just, our American culture doesn't actually allow us to just sit and be by circumstance or by choice. And we, we love to have all that. So um, for me, what I've been trying to do, one is model better um, not buying into that, which I have varying degrees of success. I've had two Sundays off since the beginning of March, which I know that for a lot of people, that's the case, but that's not a good thing. Like we should all have had more than two Sundays off between in the last eight months or whatever. Um, and you know, that's one, but also trying to just create different spaces. So we have a Tuesday night that's called breathe. And we just do half an hour of prayer, lectio, and silence. And it's and that's all we do. And we're going to do three of those next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, during election. And so just at our church is very active, mentally kind of always spinning activist kind of folks and reminding that that comes out of a deep relationship with God, comes out of a deep calling from Christ to be in the world. 
and so we don't start with the act like we don't start out here we got to actually ground ourselves and that's where i'm trying to help folks get a little more of that piece um again you know the tuesday nights i do those as much for myself because i need it as i do for the church so um because i'll buy into that stuff easily as well i'm a three on the enneagram so uh you know let me accomplish things uh and and god will love me better so you know i'm uh, <laughs> always trying to be aware of aware of all that stuff uh anyway so i, I do want to sh shift gears and, and those of you that are watching we we this hour is going to go quickly um put some questions in the q a there for either aisha or sean or myself and we, we want to there's anything you're hearing that you want more clarification on but i want us to dream a little bit now so i think um some of what um we get to do as leaders, I think in, denominationally in many ways, is give permission for people to dream and give permission for people to think that we can't, we could do this, like this might be. So what are some of the things you've either heard about um, that you're thinking about? It's like, well, what if we tried this? I mean, what are those pieces that, that you've been, and I have a couple of them, but um, either of you want to start, like if you wanted to dream about what's happening, whether it's hybrid or like, digital or just church in general? I mean, what are you dreaming about these days? I'll say one thing quickly. One of our elders in our church um, sent me an article about like an online only church with like 70,000 members. And he was like, does the PCUSA need to think about that? And I became 70 years old from like 1940, <laughs> just like that. And I was like, no, the stained glass, the bricks right. and mortar, the organ. I was like, who am I right now? I just, and this <laughs> was older than me. And I was like, why did my brain just do that? And so what <laughs> does digital, creative, open, virtual only reform space and maybe some mm -hmm. kind of ecumenical jam, what does that look like? Uh, the uh, arch, the uh, diocese, uh, Episcopal Diocese of Atlanta, the bishop has started a once a month online only service. I was like, man, I'm like, I either, either need to start one or tell people to go hang out with the Episcopalians Sunday evenings. <laughs> but just the idea of reformed digital only worship space. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, one of the things that we've been uh, playing with is like, how are we going to do, we really are committed to a hybrid um, uh, wor worship because one of the things that's really defined friendship in my time with them um, has been like their commitment to like being together. Like as there have been times we've outgrown the space we're using and we've gone through long discernments and should we have two services? Should we have three services? And we even experimented with that once. And then like over half the people came to all the services. And I was like, you're not making room for new people. Like you can't, it's the same. It's going to be the same. And they're like, but I didn't see Barbara. So I got to stick around. They, I mean, they really did such a great job becoming the community that they are um, because you, they, their legacy is two historic churches, right? Um, merged to start friendship. And so that in mind, I'm aware that like what won't work for us is developing, what I don't think will work for us is developing an online community separate from an in-person. So, mm -hmm. and and I part of that is we're, we're still small. So that doesn't make a ton of sense, um, but there are ways that that would be simpler, um, I think. So from a creative problem solving perspective, we've been playing with like, what if there were one or more like Zoom uh, stations and part of the role of deacons was like um, hospitality to the Zoom station and made sure that they were in integrated and engaged throughout worship and are do people can walk up and pass the peace at the Zoom station or whatever the case may be um, so that there's always that because the piece that we really love is the engagement piece right that it's not right. I, I think, and I'm, that's just really important to me that worship not feel or be performative or an easily consumable um, thing. And so I want, I want to worship with other people with skin in the game. Yeah. I want us to do it yeah. together. Um, that 
probably will always have impact on size of communities where I am in yep. leadership, but I have found that that really is what like builds our capacities uh, spiritually. And so um, I, I'm really curious about like, how can we do this piece that continues to have that engagement, right? Like, because there's a level of accessibility. A few weeks ago, there was like a theological debate that actually devolved into like a, we don't have to talk about this over <laughs> coffee hour situation in my church. And like, in the moment I, I had some feelings about it, but over the like course of the week where we kind of debriefed and talked about, okay, like, how are we going to be together? I thought like, wow, we're like something different is happening here and we're building something in a way that we have to do with some intention because the tools are new to some of us. Um, and, and in some ways, that kind of intention is what we need in our faith communities all the time. But if we've been doing it for a while, we forget, right? Like to say like, well, how are we going to be together and what are the underlying values? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, it. And so that's a, a thing that I'm really interested in, in like integrating the technologies that we've become more comfortable with once we do achieve some level of hybridity um, in a way that continues to be as equally accessible and, um, and authentic, right? Because my fear would be to have almost like a class system develop in spaces where you're like, well, mm -hmm. the what's the real church, right? Is it, mm -hmm. and, and, and so I want to, meet that head on and really develop mm -hmm. some good like frameworks and theologies for like how we'll like any decision-making has to include a hybrid option. Right. Because okay. otherwise you're saying, here's the things that's worth it to do hybrid. But when the decisions get made, here's the people who make the decisions, right? Like that won't do in my opinion. <laughs> so like, how do right. we think that through? If yeah. you're going to be a both day. No, I, I think that's great. Yeah. I think, Sean, you and I are on the same page. We don't stream our service, and uh, we've really been committed to not doing that. And I know that that uh, the, the great thing about what is one of the great things that has happened about um, our services, we've actually grown quite a bit in, in terms of people coming back and reconnecting and then some new folks. And, and it's just been a, a, in terms of evangelism and growth, really uh, a good important, powerful shift for us. Um, but we've, I'm committed to not streaming um, only because I don't want, and this is not a dig on those of you who are streaming, uh, but I, I, I'm, I'm pushing against this idea that we watch people worship yep, and so. that, that interactive. And one, I think Zoom has now created all these things that you can do that don't translate into a streamed experience. So um, so um, right with you on that. I think some of my dreams are about, I'm, I am having this question in my internally in my head about hybrid and I can get really jazzed about what that service is going to look like. And I'm, I'm envisioning two or three different screens. You're kind of in a circle. So you're, when you look out, you actually see all the people who are in the zoom meeting and they, and so you have a multiple mm -hmm. camera setting because we're never going to, it's going to be years till we're back to a hundred people in worship. I mean, I, we're just, that is not going to happen, what did you, you know, say? until I think it's going to be years till we're back to 100 people. In, I don't think in we're ever. Worship. Well, it depends on the size of the buildings. Depends on the size of the building. Seriously. No, I think it's because um, there, I think there is going to be so much distrust about vaccines. And we've had people tell us it's not just about, about a vaccine. It's about can you guarantee that when I come into this space, everyone else is vaccinated because it's not, I mean, and that, that like, how are we going to guarantee true safety within a congregation? And is it going to be more meaningful than what we're doing online? I mean, I think that is, that has become this, if you've created a truly, I, I have folks that I was like, this is great. We went to Half Moon Bay. We went to so-and-so and did worship from there. I've had multiple yeah. people driving while they're in worship. Yep. You know, we or have two I have or three come from RV work. people. Yeah. Or come, yeah. like, I had somebody in the hospital and I was like, what are you doing? And she was like, I'm just laying here. And I was like, That's true. Okay. Giving a little thumbs up, little hand clap reaction. Yeah. <laughs> that's the that's a, yeah, like that's a very you know typical reaction. Why would you spend your time with us? 
Should you even? And they're like, well, because it's a meaningful experience. I'm like, oh, that's right. That's what we're doing. That's right. Oh, right. Right. That's right. That's right. Uh, so some of my dreams, though, about about this are, I, you know, I, I go back and forth between this hybrid piece and our growth might be in the two things. Like I, I'm, I'm having that volleyball ping pong back inside my own mind about doing both really well. And what does that look like versus trying to do like, I I'm an anti-blended worship person. I don't think yeah, those are ever work. Yeah. And so does this, is this, does a hybrid, as I've been a hybrid person talking about it in a lot of places, does this the same kind of thing? And I, so that's really been kicking for me, but the dream I have is our session is made up of both people who are locally, you know, live locally, and we have elders who are never going to set foot in our sanctuary. Yep. And so what does that mean? We have our yep. first new members class coming up in November. I know that there are going to be people that mm-hmm. are going to come and are want to join mm-hmm. who don't live here and are never going to live here. And so what do we do with that? And I know that judicatory is like this is going to create headaches for you and 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 your colleagues as we begin to go like well i just took a member in and they live in pittsburgh so what are you gonna do now yeah i'll be honest with you i don't i really don't see how that's a problem in the blended and i am a more blended and anything that's done well as long as it's intentional and has all the right players in it i think any of that stuff can be done well to say here's a member here's their digital uh, their PDF uh, membership certificate, and you can keep the records of it. You know, I yeah, I but all of these not every happen. not everybody. We don't even you're need on this membership certificates. Is that a thing? Yeah. Oh, you should because it'd be totally retro. I think folks would love it. <laughs> they would love oh, it. Like, look, oh, I got a, I got a little. I got the, 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 the church plant that I did. I remember when we were talking about um, a church school, Sunday school. I was like, well, somebody said, well, why don't we call it Sunday school? Like, you know, because it was this brand new thing. Like, yeah. that seems so cool. And I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> Bruce, there's, like um, there is so, a, there's a question in the chat. Uh, and this is the administrative part of me. I'm like, we've got a couple, oh, yeah, yeah. A couple things in chat. Um, one person is asking, how do you select um, for in-person worship in the sanctuary patio? Um, how large a group? I'll just say briefly in our presbytery that folks are having folks register and it's a first come first serve and that they're really clear about their, um, about their parameters, about um, really clear on what they expect out of people. Pastors are really clear that if people don't adhere by the rules that, you know, the service, will you know, that kind of stuff. So I think just being really clear um, about, about those kind of things um, is a way to do that. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's where one of the reasons I don't want to do it is because right. it's so much right. extra work. And I I wonder about when we have to begin to tell somebody who shows up, I'm sorry, you can't stay. Yeah. We we have exceeded well, our 25 people. Yeah. We, Go ahead, Sean. Sorry. I was just going to say, like, we have, and I just think, I think that question came when I was talking about what hybrid might look like in the future. And so just for clarity, I was talking post-pandemic, like, we've been very clear that, like, we're going to center the folks who are the most at risk in our decision making. And until it's safe for them, we're not going to gather. So we aren't doing any sort of, like, limited size because we know that we have folks in our midst who big the some of them are the most compromised and they'd still be first in line because mm-hmm. if you're having yeah. church this this person is gonna come because I'm you're be basically yeah. saying like it's important like so if we're having it online they're gonna come online if we have it in person they're gonna so like yeah so we're yeah. not doing that either i'm not but- opposed to where it where it's working but it's not how we're going about it yeah. All right, y'all, we are going to, so we have to stay under an hour so that we can put this on Instagram TV. So mm-hmm. uh, we have about uh, seven minutes uh, and uh, uh, this is great. I love, I, well, we're going to have to do this again, just as, and kind of a part two. Yeah. Uh, I have a community your last... story I want to tell you. And I have like another story about like <laughs> why hybrid is a great idea. And so I'll save those for part two. Okay. 
part, part two. two. Uh, and Martha just asked a question of what's the difference between hybrid and blended. When we talked about blended, uh, Martha, we were talking about music. Like there's often this contemporary traditional blended service thing. And we could talk about, we have worship committee meeting next week and we can talk about then, uh, Martha. All right. So here in, in two minutes each, uh, what are you reading? What are you listening to? What are you watching? And Aisha, go. Um, I am watching Lovecraft Country. Oh, it yes. ain't for all folk, but it is amazing. No, it's, <laughs> it's so, so good. Um, I'm trying to read anything around race and class, and there are probably too many books to mention, um, but I think anything around how are we going to be the kind of um, country that heals around race and poverty, um, I try to um, dip my toe in around that. Um, what am I listening to? Everything. I'm trying, I can't even think of like one thing. Oh my gosh, I, the musician is stumped. Um, I, I listen to, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big Moonchild fan. If you don't know who they are, they're actually from California, but they're a great group. So I'll stop there. Awesome, great, Shana. All right, uh, I'm reading uh, again and again, cause I love it, Emergent Strategy oh. by Adrienne Marie Brown. You should I'm read it. I'm reading it, it right now too. Perfect book for pandemic times. I love this human. Um, and then, um, what is the other, oh, watching, um, you should watch this current season of Fargo, the fourth season. They, it is peeling back like some good stuff about how, uh, the identity, uh, political identities of race unfolded in this country. Like, and it's sneaky cause it's good. And it's like a storytelling way to, to go about it, but it's, it's really good. Uh, watch that. And then I'm listening um, last night I like threw my phone down and I was like, I have got to get off these screens. And I put on a record of Crosby, Stills and Nash and listened to A and B sides. I, I, you're an old soul. A amen uh, to vinyl, so, by the way. Vinyl is a spiritual discipline in this season. Especially I mean, right now. Oh my now. gosh, you, you yeah. all are so bougie. That is, vinyl <laughs> is like, my, I, it's uh, my my middle child. I'm like, I'm okay, hipster. I'm not hipster. I'm like, okay, vinyl record you can player. Go, okay. You can go to my Instagram <laughs> to see my record player. I just took a photo of it. Because of course I took a photo of it. Of course. Proving my point. Go, go. Uh, I will say go. that you all, you, all are, you all are watching things that are far deeper than I. I am totally into K-dramas right now because I just need to step into a world that is lovely and awesome. And I'm a romantic and drippy at heart. And I just love them. And when you watch a K-drama, you can't look at your phone. You, you have cannot. to watch. You have, uh, yeah, yes. it's like, you gotta pay attention. Um, I'm listening to, I, I, uh, I, I listen, I listen the other day, I was like, I've become an old person. So I listen to the news hour every week as a podcast every day. I don't know why. Um, and then um, I'm reading uh, Emergent Strategy, too. That was my book I just took on my uh, thing. So I love it. Uh, that's good. All right, all. Um, thank you so much uh, for watching. Uh, we will do this again. But thanks for joining us today. Uh, remember, you'll be able to watch or listen to previous webinars and register for upcoming ones uh, at fpresspa.org. You can connect with Aisha on Instagram at preach underscore ish, E-E-S-H. Uh, and that's the same on Instagram and Twitter, as well as Shauna Bowman. You got Shauna Bowman uh, early and, and no in. initial. It's just you. Yeah, you locked that in uh, on Instagram and Twitter. And then you can connect with me at B. Reyes Chow as well on all the things. Be sure to follow and connect with First Presbyterian Church on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at FPC Palo Alto. Subscribe to our YouTube channel by searching for First Presbyterian Church of Palo Alto. Thanks to Derek Kikuchi for helping out again on the webinar. And thank you, Aisha and Shana, for sitting down with me today. This is so fun. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Um, ah. And again, everyone, thank you for joining us. Next week, we welcome Julie Garrett. As you know, Julie's been touring the country, talking with different folks for blue and red and purples. And uh, we're going to talk with her the Wednesday after the election. So tune in for that with Julie. Until then, have a great rest of the week, and we'll see you on Wednesday. Bye. BRC and Friends was produced, written, recorded, and edited by Bruce Reyes-Chow with zero help from his dog, Vespa. 
please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to BRC and Friends wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, please follow, like, tag, and share on all the platforms via B-R-C-A-N-D-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. Thanks for listening to BRC and Friends. All around the world, poverty is stealing choices from kids. It's time to give those choices back. Introducing Chosen, World Vision's new invitation to sponsorship. For the first time, kids have the power to choose their own sponsors. Now the choice is theirs. The choice to take hold of their future, and even the choice to step into a life-changing relationship with you. Learn more at worldvision.org chosen. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.